What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the whole damn enchilada presents whatever the hell we decide to call this wrestling podcast that we're doing. I am going to be joined by my co-hosts, got Donald and Jesse. How you guys doing? Good, 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 good. Good. It sounds so energetic and <laughs> happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> right on. So this is a well, sort of the te- second one of these we did. The first one we did last week, and uh, I didn't like it, so we didn't keep it. So we're gonna. This will be the new first one. Like that was the first one, and now this is the first one. So new first. <laughs> the new first one. Um, can't find the lid to my dip. I got this dip here. I'm find the lid. Oh well. Um, <laughs> riveting, riveting, riveting audio here. So. On this podcast, every week we are going to review a wrestling match, talk a bunch of shit, and watch the match with you guys. Um, this week we are going to do Terry Funk versus uh, Ric Flair because we were going to do Terry Funk versus Jerry Lawler, but Donald shit all over it, and I didn't like it. So <laughs> we'll probably do that one again later another time. But So we're going to go around and ask you guys like how you guys got into wrestling, and as if I didn't know already, but... Okay, um, and like, yeah, and stuff like that. Like, who are you? Why? What do you do? How do you get into wrestling? Blah. You, Donald. Um, I'm your son. You got into wrestling from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your what, 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 what's your earliest memory as a wrestling fan? How about that? Maybe Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, honestly, the. Probably the Owen Hart tribute show, like way back. I could. That's yeah, probably as far as I can out. remember. Yeah. yeah. Everybody crying and shit. Yeah. It was the same thing. Right on. Um, for me, the earliest memory I can think of, ugh, for me, going to the the video stores. We didn't have the internet to steal wrestling matches and stuff like I did for the show. I had to go to a video store and rent rent um videos of wrestling and um we did we had uh, that's how like every territory wasn't broadcast all over the country so you'd have to get tapes from different territories like world class was they were national because they were on espn and crockett was national because they were on the tbs the super station but we were poor and didn't have cable so i'd have to either go to my buddy's house and pretend i liked him and watch his cable <laughs> Or rent the videos from the video store, but uh, we yeah, we get all all the cool shit. And uh, so, Jess, same question: What's your earliest memory of wrestling? Uh, earliest memory is probably uh, Sunday nights once a month. There'd be the pay per view on, and you guys would always have it, and I'd have to beg my mom to come over to watch it. <laughs> she'd she'd pick me up at like eight o'clock before anything good happened. <laughs> I'd be so mad. <laughs> So, no main event for you. So I didn't get to do nothing. You get the preliminary remember, matches. And then, and then I remember I very away. vividly you having the leave during the Cena and Orton SummerSlam. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> like I would be over there the entire day. It was great. We'd hang out. And then the wrestling like, would Summer, start. Summer, and... SummerSlam starts and it's like time to go. I was like, Mom, this is why I'm here. <laughs> um, but uh, then I got to wait till Monday Night Raw to like see the results. The little clip they would do from the main event the night before, but yeah. Before I before I, I got a job and could buy my own pay-per-views, that's how I used to watch the pay-per-views too. 
was on a Monday Raw. Like we'd watch, we'd see the results, and it sucked. Yeah, because like the the friend that had cable wasn't rich enough to have pay per view, <laughs> <laughs> so we'd watch it that way. All right, so let's see. We got we got we got some videos. Let's see. We are like I said, we're gonna do Terry Funk. This is a Terry Funk um, Ric Flair I Quit match. Uh, I think this is the first video I wanted to play. Fans were standing by here with Terry Funk, Ric Flair. Oh, nope, that's not it. That's not it. Wrong video. Oh, is it this one? Let's see. Yeah, this is it. At the greatest ring announcer of all time. This is after the, the legendary trilogy of Ricky Steamboat and Rich Flair. The third match. Very loud. Very. <clears throat> oh, now it's very loud, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's better. <laughs> now I can hear myself think. I just have GMC just blaring in my brain. I can't. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> you got the greatest color guy in the history of wrestling. Some would say. Number six. No, they would say he's the greatest play-by-play guy. I think that's uh, that's where he was uh, he lacking. If you got him a good play-by-play guy, he was a great color guy. We have to give credit where credit is due. You don't know a, a wrist watch from a wrist lock or whatever they say. No, he does not. Play-by-play was his strength. But he can make you feel something in the match. That's why he's a good color guy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Not character for Ric Flair, but Rick This is a baby face Ric Flair. Very, very, very rare. I've ever faced. And I'm proud to be here. Was never a really big fan of this. Hey, Rick. Of this, yes. Of baby face Ric Flair, not so much. At this point, in case you guys didn't know, Terry Funk had already retired for the first time. In 1989, he'd been wrestling probably 15 years at this point, maybe more. I would have voted for Rick Flair because he I was um, doing the, the he just came off of Roadhouse. He did Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I knew somebody would say that. Now, um, Terry, in this match, in case you guys forgot or maybe didn't know, that they had um, controversy in the second match. So in this match, they had uh, ringside judges, and Terry was one of them. In case it went the distance, they'd be able to pick who won. Right. He's facing away from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> well, because the interview was, you know, in the front, and then Terry comes behind him, he's turning to talk to him. That was the, such an unnecessary dig at Terry. Right, and I thought so too. I was like, damn, I was curious. I would have punched that motherfucker too. Terry's trying to congratulate him. 
shoulder was with Sylvester Stallone and not the no, world champion. No, no, no. I'm not Arkin. good enough. You're saying that I'm not good enough, aren't you, Rick? I'm not saying that at all, <laughs> You want me to look you in the eye and tell you... This is exactly what a guy like Terry would do in real life, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the AIW show I'm, I, I regret missing the most is... The one where he decided to tear up the concession stand. And... Yeah, too bad I wasn't there yet. Yeah, he probably didn't spill any ketchup or mustard on anybody because you know, he didn't have that kind of thing. That was at that um super hot venue that we went to for the Samoa Joe main event. Oh, was it? I don't think so. Yeah. It looked like Mont Carmel. Could be wrong, but I don't think so. I'll find out after this. The thing is about Carmel, though. And, and, and he deserves this. <laughs> so, so there's a reason the table's there is because that was the judge's table. So in case you're right. like, this inconspicuous table, why is it even there? There was a reason. That was my first thought. I was like, all right, he's going to the table. This is obvious. <laughs> but, but this well, to be fair, they didn't do that spot. back then. Yeah. yeah. As far as I know, this is the first table spot ever. Probably in America. You know what? I remember one before this. Um, Race was wrestling. Ironically, it's Harley Race. Race was wrestling somebody in WWE. I think it was Hogan. And he went to do a splash outside of the ring. And Hogan moved. and flipped, Which is funny because of the whole Harley Race spot that he used to do in the locker yeah. room. What's your finish? I'll move. <laughs> 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 so he went to do a, a splash to outside and Hogan moved and Race got really fucked up. He had to have surgery. I mean, I don't think that was Hogan's fault. <laughs> I think I think he knew Hogan was going to move. That was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it looked painful as hell. <laughs> yeah, those are real tables, man. Those aren't gimmick fucking shit tables. They're not going to break the way you, you want them to. And actually, again, at the time, there was no table spot, so it wasn't about going through the table as much as just hitting the table. Oh! Yeah. That'll make you kill your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, 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 um, everybody today, a lot of people you know, credit Funk for being one of their favorite wrestlers and their inspiration and blah, blah, blah. But people never got to really, people my age and younger never really got to see, like, the real Terry Funk. And even this isn't even it. This is, like, afterwards. This is cool Terry Funk because he's wild and crazy. But he was actually a really good technical wrestler when he started wrestling. Some world class insults. And a wild man, Terry Funk, who went absolutely berserk, Jim. Into the ring when you were having, I thought, was a decent conversation between the two. Yeah, I remember watching this because this was on um, TBS. So I didn't have to pay to view it. <laughs> went over to my, my, my dad's friend's house. He called him Uncle Paul, but he was definitely not one of my uncles. 
You'll have that. You'll have that sometimes where the guy that gets drunk with your dad, my, my biological father, by the way, not Papa. And uh, yeah, he had this guy used to get drunk with named Uncle Paul. He had like nine kids <laughs> and got to watch this over there. I remember thinking like, damn, this shit, this shit's real. Like all that other bullshit to make. This is real. He disrespected Funk and Funk wasn't having that. I think Flair did all of that. I think he was holding himself up. Oh yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, as you you probably know, well, I mean you do know, like Flair was in a plane crash and he was he broke his neck and he was never supposed to walk again, let alone wrestle again. Yeah. So um he was always real, real nervous about his neck and cautious. You ever see him take those back bumps? He would like land on his side and yeah, he was always real worried about hurting his back and his neck. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can get rid of that so I don't accidentally hit it again. <laughs> Woo! So, yeah, that set the stage in motion. Flair, um, Flair uh, went to the hospital, and then they showed him from the hospital, like, you shouldn't wrestle again. You should give up the title. And they did that whole deal, and he was going to come back for Funk. And let's see. We got um, – couple promos we'll watch said that on july the first right here on superstation tbs he'll make his announcement whether to surrender the championship or sound quality is not great here i'll tell you this off the record he said he was going to take care of you one way or the other somewhere down the line my friend wonder what the other was and you simple-minded people I had a dream last night. Oh, yes, and it was a beautiful dream. I dreamed that I was on the front porch of the Double Cross Ranch. I know, I thought that too. <laughs> Do I have a dream speech? Very appropriate for Martin Luther King Week. And the left front fender was dinned in, and the door opened, and out stepped a beautiful lady. And my daddy said, Woman, what happened to your left front fender? And she says, I ran over so some Terry's kind of an animal. On 45 years old at this point. It was. My daddy he said, well, what did it look like? Yeah. And I mean, he said, looked good in his 50s and 60s. 70s, and not so much. But... Big, huge nostrils about five inches apart. And it had horse teeth. And it smelled real bad. Man's just rambling. said, my <laughs> world, girl. This is how he says. Look, look at his eyes. Man. You said, believe it? This is this guy is like? nuts. She said it smelled like hairspray and cheap cologne. I said, woman, you didn't run over any jackass. You ran over Ric Flair. <laughs> is he dead? That was a good setup. He was running scared. Well, let me tell you something, Ric Flair. You look at me in the eye because I am looking at you. You realize that you must live. And yeah, yeah, remember, future, these are the days where none, you must live guys the would just go out and say whatever. They, they, they didn't have a script. Or I'll stick your like the guys nowadays. They just talked. Stick it out for me, Flair. You gutless individual. I'm talking to you. Stick it out. <laughs> We're not going to listen anymore. This fans will be back with the Steiners. And the Steiners. 
<laughs> and he acted yeah, like that was like the worst thing he's ever heard. He's like, right. oh, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> well, no, because he's threatening in, in his career and his life. Doesn't he say, stick your neck yeah. out for me? I'm going to break it. Just, you're done. Yeah, that was Terry. Ter- Terry was, Terry's great. That. All right. Everybody's slurping all kinds of shit in the microphones. <laughs> We don't got post-production skills. I can't uh, edit that shit need, out. And you know, it's all, it's authentic. Yeah. It's authentic. <laughs> no fancy right tricks here. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. No. One take. That's all we got. We got one take. We <laughs> fuck it up. That's it. It's just going to be fucked up shit. Like I was, uh, I was at JP's house, man, uh, doing a, his podcast, which I'll be on. Well, this will probably air after I'm already on that. Um, the Cine Nerds podcast. We reviewed um, Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah. Fantastic fucking movie. It's free on Tubi. Check it out. Fucking amazing. It's from the guys. It's got a wrestling tie to it. The director to that was also the director for uh, um, Dark Side of the Ring and Tales from the Territories. So um, this is like he did this uh, before all that. But I was at his house, and he's got three monitors and all these microphones, all professional microphones, no fucking Amazon slash Timu fucking microphones <laughs> and shitty setups like I got. They're like, he's got, he's got a fucking studio, like, with the fucking microphones all hooked up to the fucking table, and I brought my shitty fucking $20 fucking podcast in a box microphone and fucked up his whole podcast. It's real echoey because of my shitty microphone. Like but he's, he's got like levels and shit on the screen. It's fucking insane. He tried to show me how to use some of that shit, and it didn't really work. But uh, he did. He did give me the Podbean website, which is how I got um, on iTunes now. So that's pretty awesome. But I digress. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you guys will all listen to that podcast and subscribe to it and make him think having me on it was um, worth it and boosted his ratings. Probably didn't, but it'd be cool if he thought that. He thought I was, you know, I could pretend I'm important. He's a, he's a big draw. Big oh, draw, he is. Man. I'm not. <laughs> he's helped me out coming on my shit. You know, he, he's the one that tours the nation playing um, rock and roll shows. I don't do that. But uh, I'm going to throw on uh, this uh, Ric Flair promo. Let's see. Oh, and we all went down here and they didn't have to re-put us through. That's cool. I didn't notice that before. And again, the, the sound quality is shit because I did steal this from um, the YouTubes. You want any copyright strike? No, because it, it's not playing like the whole thing. It's weird. You're good. Like, because it's like a, the, it's not taking up the whole screen, so it's like different from the original broadcast or something. So they don't, they don't catch it. They might. Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. There we go. Looks like an expensive jacket. He just oh, threw. yeah. Those are thousand dollar glasses. <laughs> yeah. Throw those to the crowd. He didn't care. At this time, this dude was printing money, man. He only had one ex wife at this point. <laughs> a current wife and an ex wife. <laughs> one ex wife. <laughs> Who did have two of his kids? <laughs> so those alimony slash child support bills were probably pretty high. Heavyweight wrestling champion, and you're looking 
and he wasn't paying his taxes because there was a time um, where, where, where Crockett had to pay his taxes for him because he fucked that up. Wired. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was on that boogie too. <laughs> for those energy drinks. What about the Wings? They're definitely just like Applebee's wings with his face on it. Oh yeah, those little ghost kitchens. Yeah. Each one of them probably uses a different brand of wings. I mean, even the ones in the commercial look like shit. Did you see them? Did yeah. You open the box. I'm yeah. Like, Dude, we couldn't get like the fake plastic wings. To make <laughs> like you know, you got the guy in falling down where he's like, look at that picture up there. That burger looks all great. Like no, no, yeah. you took the shitty, the shitty burger and put that in the picture. You get, you know what you're getting. It makes me wonder: are the wings actually that much worse when you really get them? <laughs> You know, was that the best they could do in that picture? <laughs> All right. So that was the Nature Boy doing his thing, getting everybody hyped for this. Um, this wasn't on pay-per-view. This was on um, Clash of the Champions, which uh, TBS would run every once in a while. Tony Tony Khan stole that gimmick for the, what do you call it, shit, Battle of the Belts or something, right? I think he has a couple different ones. Yeah, no, but there's the one that the quarterly one is on. Yeah, the Battle of the Belts. Over the weekend, didn't it? Yeah, it just is, yeah. I don't know. Battle of the Belts 7? They can can have a 30-man Royal Rumble Battle of the Belts where everybody's a champion that comes in. They got enough champions there. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah, that might be fun. (laughs) They can't can't even have all the champions on the show. There's fucking 49 of them, I think. It's unbelievable. Everybody gets a belt. Right on. So, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, start the match. Balls are irrelevant. Ah, that's Gary Hart, the interview we had earlier. That's better. There we go. He is ripped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize he was 45 until I just looked it up. I thought he would be like 40. But, you know, th- this is a time... Where you didn't have 45-year-old wrestlers. Right. Now, like, um, well, AJ Styles, I think, is 45. Brock Lesnar definitely is 45 because he's a year older than me. Yeah, I think Randy's up there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Randy LA Orton. Knight. Randy Orton was in the same class as Brock Lesnar, so they're probably yeah. the same age. And they both were they both were super young when they came in because one was the youngest world champion, one was the youngest WWE <laughs> champion. He's gonna punch that kid in the mouth. Yeah, did you see that swing? Oh, yeah. no, there it is. It didn't happen yet. That one. I want to jump really? right in front of that thing, man. <laughs> I'm getting paid. I hated Terry's look, man. Those those trunks. They just I never liked them. I really can't take my eyes off it. It's terrible. They are terrible. It, it makes you look like you got fake legs. Yeah, it's <laughs> fake not good. legs. 
But the, the short trunks he used to wear wasn't very good either because, you know, he looks like he skipped leg day quite frequently. He didn't have good looks like there's day. a lot of empty seats there. Yeah, he just haunted everybody. <laughs> well, a lot of times these guys would, um, they, they didn't promote these things well sometimes. And then you had the fact that you could watch it on TV. Why am I going to go spend 50 bucks and watch it on, t- I can watch it on TV for free? Yeah. And whoever was in charge of the promotions, there's stories about it. I don't really know them off the top of my head, but yeah, people people sucked at it. They were renting way big buildings when they weren't advertising the buildings right, or they had just come there and were coming back within like a couple weeks to the same town. And yeah, I've heard that before. It's just shit. Shit, WWE would. It's shit like AEW does now that WWE would never do because they understand the business better. And at this time, Crockett was, um, he had bought the UWF and expanding like crazy. Expanding way more than he should have expanded and spending way more money than he should. Driving around in private jets and just dumb shit. I know it's, a- it's after the merger because, um, because, uh, Ross came from, um, Watts's, uh, UWF Mid South. Got the great Gordon Soli on a uh, commentary there. Yeah, I didn't even pay attention to the commentary too much. So, oh, these two are good. I mean, well, Soli drank a lot though, so you never knew what you were gonna get. He was um, mainly the Georgia Championship Wrestling announcer commentator. Because he, unlike last week's match, this match actually kept me entertained, so I didn't listen to the commentary too much. <laughs> This is how you should do a wrestling brawl. It's telling a story. I, I, I disagree. I think guys the, throwing I think things the, at each other. The other one was more like a real fight, more like a real brawl. Yes, but I said wrestling brawl, not a real brawl. Well, those guys hated each other and wanted to kill each other. You have to be entertained while you're watching it. You I was entertained like a motherfucker. I don't know. I think last week was very good. Yeah, well, we're not going to all agree on everything we see here. For the most part, no. yeah, so that's okay. That's why I chose you two to do this with, because <laughs> I figured it'll be, it'll, you know, two out of three every week, and it'll be a different two yeah. that'll like something. This one I think we're all going to like, though. I don't think anybody's going to have a bad oh, yeah, I love this. this. This is probably my fourth time seeing this match. Yeah, I see the guy behind, he's, like, holding up a Ric Flair poster, and he's like, damn, Flair was just pulling in money at this point. <laughs> <laughs> So much money. Was there, oh, it's a poster, not not like a self-made sign? No, no, yeah, it's like a poster. Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, is the sign spelled Rick? They always spell Rick wrong. <laughs> they go okay at the end? Yeah, and yeah. sometimes they put Flair wrong. You don't know. Yeah, Doug Dillinger out there. You got the great Gary Hart, Playboy Gary Hart, manager from World Class. And Donald asked me earlier, like, why would you have a manager with a guy like Funk that is uh, such a so good on the mic, and the reason was they were working towards an angle where it was um, Funk and Funk and Muda against Flair and Sting. So Flair and, could turn on him. 
Oh yeah, of course. I'm sure it happened. That can't, you know, did it so often. He will again. He will again in Greensboro AW. If he doesn't, they fuck that up. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah. So yeah, Muda can't speak English. So right. Crazy how much better I quit matches are than last man standing matches. Because oh, yeah. the problem with the last man standing match is there's no like, you know, build up. Yeah, bam. it's just it's pause because you over have to and count ten seconds. The guy's gonna try yeah. to get up. There's no like instant gratification. Like one, two, yeah. Right. You know you don't have that. And in this, you know, you know, the end is right there. I quit. You know, like there's no ten second build up to you might win. You gotta pause it every couple of seconds. I hate I hate last man standing matches. That's the worst there's match not, gimmick in history. Not mer- very uh, many good ones. Can you think of one good one? Yeah, if you give me a second. <laughs> I mean, some of the matches were good while they were going, but it's just the, the finishes. Was, so, you can't do Umaga and Cena at the Rumble wasn't that last man standing? Maybe. I was gonna say that. I thought it was. Yeah, I think it is. Well, um, he choked him out with the rope, and then he had to get off of him for the count. Yeah, it's definitely last man standing. Yeah. Macho Man really and um, Macho Man and uh, and uh, uh, Crush WrestleMania. Was that last man standing? Sort of. I don't know if it officially was. I think you had to pin the guy, and then he had 10 seconds to answer to get up. After oh, those are the worst. So I think it was like the death match, Texas death match rules. Yeah. But there was only one fall, I think. The falls counted anyway. He had him in the back. He pinned him, and he had him tied up by his feet so he couldn't get in. It was a cool finish. Was Roman versus Brock last night, Danny? Oh, at SummerSlam recently? Yeah. Was yeah. It? Yeah, yeah, was, when, yeah. He, when he brought out the tractor. When he buried it. He brought out the tractor, yeah, and then Roman buried him under all the stuff to get yeah. him to stay down. That was a good one. That was <laughs> a really was, good one. The one where um, it was a, at a TLC where he had all the chairs, and they pulled them down, and they all landed on yeah, somebody. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't a last-minute standing match. It was Wade Barrett underneath. It was very poorly done if you rewatch it, actually. That was not a last-minute standing match? It was after a match. Cena so, was beating up Wade Barrett, dropped the chairs on him. But around that time, or we read a little bit before that time, Morton and Cena had a really good last man standing match too. I should have did a countdown before I started the match, so if folks wanted to watch on their TVs. They would be able to start it at the same time, and it might not make a difference because this thing's lagged a few times anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah Conrad but, tries it with his thing, and it hardly ever works right anyway. So. There was a surprising lack of blood in this match. Not that it hurt it or anything, but I just expected. Right, I got the same thing. Well, TBS, I, I you know what? I, mm, yeah, TBS. That's why they don't like it. And, gotcha. and the great Tommy Young over there. One of the greatest referees of all time. Tommy Young. <laughs> I like the, the bow tie look on the ref. Oh, yeah. I always yeah, I do, too. I always look. thought that was cool. 
They look more like boxing riffs. Yep. Yeah. The blue shirts. Japan has the red shoes. They look pretty cool. I think they wear black shirts. Let's figure it out of this. Oh, he doesn't. That's how. <laughs> That's back when a pile driver meant something. That's the best now, kind of pile driver, the stalling one. Nowadays, you can do a triple pile driver off the, off the top rope, and the guy gets out at two. The people back then, they would get a pile driver and, like, shit, a lot of times be. Out. I heard a cool story speaking of pile drivers from um, Undertaker today. He's telling a story about he was wrestling. You Roddy. To him? I, yeah, I spoke to him. I picked up the phone and called uh, Mark. I call him Mark. No. <laughs> no he was like, I flipped through the Facebook and he popped up. And he, he was um, talking about uh, Roddy Piper. And he was supposed to wrestle with Piper. And um, this early in Taker's career. And uh, he. Piper was supposed to go over, but Piper said he had a, a court case. He had to go testify, oh. and he didn't want to do it. So he told um, Taker before they went out, he said, I'm going to give you the A, and you're going to throw me out to the floor, pull up the the blue shit, the, the mats, yeah. and give me the tombstone right there, and then <laughs> the match will be over, whatever. So he goes, oh, okay, whatever. You know, he said he does it, spikes him on the tombstone on the floor, they come out with the, 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 the gurneys, they wheel him out, you know, he's selling, he's all fucked up. Never went to his court case because he was uh, too too um, too messed up to do so. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever was interviewing him was like, I don't know what the statute of limitations on this is. And Taker was like, I'm only telling you this because Roddy's dead. <laughs> they can't do anything to him now. <laughs> It was funny. So why, when Ric Flair comes out in AW, why do they call him a 21-time champ? Because they're fucking stupid. That's why. All right. No, but I'll tell you what. Because <laughs> a couple times, Flair over overseas, he was like one notable time was the Dominican Republic. Jack Veneno was like the biggest star that they had, but he was nobody. But the crowd was so white hot. Flair was supposed to go over, and he was afraid that he would die if he went over. They, he thought they would kill him. So he grabbed Jack, pulled him on top of him, and said, fuck it, you're pinning me. Gave him the belt and left. So I, NWA never counted that. Okay. Because it wasn't supposed to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple like that. There was um, Dusty beat him one time. As the Midnight Rider, but the NWA used to have a clause where you couldn't be the champion if you were under a hood. You had to unmask. There's only actually been, um, I think, one NWA champion with a mask, and that was recently. That was Blue Demon Jr. So that was like a rule up until like the last like what 10 a, years. What a weird rule to put in place. But but Dusty was he was not in the not allowed to be in the territory so be unmasked. Right. No, I know that. Fine. Yeah, but I'm saying for the rule to for the precedent to be set is just weird. 
they have to know who you are. You're representing the organization. It makes sense. And I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm just saying for them to think about it. It's just... And, it, and, it, and where it worked for Dusty's deal. So, obviously, yeah. that one didn't count either because he got it right back. They gave it back to him. But these guys oh. are counting shit like that. And then there was, a, like, a unification match one time where um, Sting was the nice. WCW International Champion. And they're counting that as one. It's not 21. It's 16. He's an eight-time... Eight-time NWA champ, a six-time WCW champ, and a two-time WWE champ. Just a public school kid. That adds up to 16. Yep. There's a couple phantom switches in the middle. He figured it out one time that he was a 21-time champ. But if you ever had his autograph, he signed 16 times. If you ever watched him WCW, they said 16 times. It was, and everybody tries to make it out like a WWE thing. WWE doesn't recognize this, but it really happened. No, WWE had no, they didn't care. Is Tino 15 or 16? 16. Uh, 16, he's tied. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, he, and he won't beat it, Chuck. Right, now you ain't going to beat it, you should beat it. Charlotte's going to beat it. And they're going to yeah, make a big Charlotte deal. Yeah, Charlotte will beat it. Yeah. Well, I don't know, you know, she keeps blowing out her knees and shit, who knows? <laughs> Love this. Yeah. I like Terry running away after it. Yeah, he didn't want to get caught with that figure four. Right. Give me a breathing. Just got a lead in my throat. But he came right back in. (laughs) (laughs) I think think, um, Terry Funk is drastically underrated as a wrestler. Gotta start working that ankle. He can work any style. He can brawl. He can scientifically wrestle, babyface, heel. He can outtalk most people. Bring psychology like second to none. And he reinvented himself time and time again. He retired, I think, 87 times. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) In the Beyond the Mat, that was one of his big retirement matches against Bret Hart. They did a whole show about it. (laughs) Yeah, that was in 97, if I'm not mistaken. And before you knew it, he was back in the WWE as Chainsaw Charlie. I think Chainsaw Charlie was after that, right? Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure. No, definitely, because he was on WrestleMania 14 uh, against the Outlaws. Yeah, but wasn't Beyond the Mat after that? No, that was gone. Beyond the Mat had the uh, Rock and Mankind stuff on there. It, yeah, it, it took a long time to make. But that match had Brett as the WWF champion. Oh, the retirement match? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. But when yeah, he came back, make a he came back as champion later. Yeah. Was, was, um, less than a year later. <laughs> Yeah, that thing did take up some time. And now that now, now we're thinking about it, because right, because <laughs> um, Mankind and Rock was ninety eight, and that retirement match was ninety six or ninety seven. Was the Funk retirement match on Beyond the Mat or Wrestling with Shadows? No, it was on Beyond the Mat. Okay. 
because they, they had like three running stories through the whole thing, maybe four. One was yeah, Mick I remember Foley. That. Yeah, one was Mick and, Foley. Uh, one was Terry Funk. The trampoline guy. Well, Jimmy he was Gaza? part of Terry Funk's story. Um, Dennis Stamp. He was an AIW regular. Yeah. Um, and then one of the stories was um, Jake and New Jack. Those are like the four stories that were running through it. This is crazy. Oh. He, he babysat him down. <laughs> he robbed him. Yeah. I thought it was much bigger. I than thought that. it was about to be nasty, too, because I going outside, you didn't see that shit back then. And then I the bump on the apron, you, we all know that that's the hardest part of the ring. So right. I thought that was going to be crazy. But yeah, he just laid him down like a baby. There's a spot that might have already happened, but Funk is beating him down. And Flair does like a desperation choke up from the ground and it pops mm-hmm. the crowd like crazy. Yeah, I thought that was a really that. good spot. Yeah. And, and Ross is telling a great story. And just having um, having Sully there is cool too, just because that's the guy that everybody of that generation wanted to be, was Gordon Sully. Right. And Lance Russell, who you shit on last week. I don't think I did. I think, yeah, I think you did. No, I think I, I liked that? the commentary last week. I said it felt very old school. Oh, I thought you were saying that like in a sarcastic shitting on it way. No, I was no, saying I like, it makes Lance me feel like I'm watching like 70s basketball, but then you said that's not what 70s basketball is. No, no I thought when you were saying that you were making fun of it. No, I was complimenting it. This guy, oh, this is a reference you probably won't get. But you ever watch the original? Um, I love that Nature Boy Ric Flair. I love the way he says it. You ever watch the old Thundercats cartoon? Yeah. There's a character. I'm gonna send you a picture of him later. That looks just like fucking Gary Hart on there. He had a big ass snow cat. He like lived in the mountains and shit. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch it like I watch He-Man, so. But I know. Oh, you watch He-Man it. a lot? Oh, that was, one, that was my favorite shit when I was a kid. Oh, they're shaking their hands and everybody's happy. Look at that. Yeah, before I seen that promo, that finish didn't make sense, but now, now it does. The shaking the hands. I love that he got part. bitched out after he lost. Yeah. That's it. I said I love that he got bitched out after he lost. <laughs> Oh, he comes back in another match later with the the Brandon Iron beats the shit out of him. So that that feud goes on for like the better part of '89, I think. '89 was Ric Flair Ric Flair's best year in wrestling, I think. He had the the, the Steve even though he was a face. <laughs> he was a face for a lot of it, but you know he he was a heel in the beginning of the Steamboat thing, and that stuff was gold. Or you had. Family man Ricky Steamboat coming out with his wife, Bonnie, and their little fucking punk-ass kid. (laughs) (laughs) Flair's coming out with 35 broads that he probably banged that day because it was Ric Flair. He was just like like everything, like, you know, Rick Steamboat was the common man, you know, that you could relate to. And Flair was the arrogant dude that just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Perfect. It was perfect. But by the end of it, they had got respect for each other. Nah. <laughs> I didn't like Babyface Ric Flair. But 
The Terry Funk feud was sweet for him, for sure. All right, so thoughts on the match. You got anything to say? Donald, start there, and we'll work our way around. It was rated five stars, or did we just pick this match because it was a good match? It was rated five stars. All right, it was accurate. That's it's definitely was accurate. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it was yeah. definitely accurate. It was the wow. dual like I said, This is like my fourth time watching this match. So Probably more than that. You just don't remember it. It was on the Ric Flair DVD that I watched 8 million times. The yeah. Three, the three DVD deal. Yeah, it was really good. Right on. Jess, you got any any thoughts on on, on the match there? That you yeah, want to no, talk about? it was a great match. I think uh, I think we brought up that the only thing that it, I guess it didn't have would be blood, but you brought up you know the TBS thing. Yeah, they, they, they weren't going to be blading each other. Um, yeah. Right around this time, I could have my time messed up, but I don't think I do. I think um, this was right about the time where they the Road Warriors put the spike in Dusty's eye. Do you ever see that? I thought yeah. that was way earlier. I don't think so. I think it's right about this time. I actually just saw it was in the cage, week. right? It happened in a cage. Yeah, he spiked him in the eye, and they fired Dusty over. That was that was around. Wasn't that around eighty two? Because no, I, it was later, way later. Are you sure? Yeah, I, because I was I found it by researching the last match and promos mm-hmm. that we were talking about is how I found it. So that's why I figured it'd be around that time. I think it was earlier than he thinks it was. I don't know what the exact year was, but based on the memory of the footage of it, I'm going with it was earlier. Just the quality of the film. I think he's Googling it. That's why he's I quiet. Am. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the rumble. Um... <laughs> yeah, they did. They fired him um, for that. So that's why it couldn't yeah. have been that much earlier. Unless there was multiple dudes getting shards Spike. to the eye. <laughs> nah, it, yeah, was, um, it. it was after 88. It's looking like it was 88. Because he got fired and went to WWE like right after that. Just type in Dusty. I did. I did. And I got, a, I got a huge ass article about the whole deal. So I know it was after 88. I'm just trying to see if it was 89. So it was at least 88. It could have been 89. And then he got rehired in 91. He was in WWE in 89. So this was, yeah, this was not, not too, not too far removed from that. So it was 88. This was 89. And um, they, they, they had a strict no blood thing on TBS around that time, but that's why they had it was the spike to the eye. Oh, Dusty got his ass with a bazillion times where there's mad blood and shit, but the, the actual Road Warrior spike was in 88. Um, earlier yeah. on in 82, 83, that's uh, – might have been even 84. That was um, when the, the horsemen were breaking his leg every other week, and he was out in the, the parking lot, and they bloodied him up, and that's when he did the make it good promo or thing. Yeah. You know, and everybody thought that they were telling – you know, he was breaking kayfabe, telling them – to make it good and make the blood look good. Like it was a quote from a John Wayne movie. They most people missed it. it he wasn't telling them to, you know, it wasn't breaking kayfabe. People are stupid. I know what but I that was thinking like of. The uh, we watched last week. It was Terry Funk and um, Lawler and Lawler. They had uh, a no fans match in the arena. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the empty arena match. 
Yeah, and Funk got stabbed in the eye, and that's how the. Oh yeah, he got blinded, and they did right. the promo blind. So that's, it was Funk that you're thinking of. That's what I was thinking about. Okay, yeah, yeah now that was eighty-two, I think. Yeah, eighty-one, eighty-two. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, uh, uh, encyclopedia with these dates or anything, but I got a good idea. <laughs> so, so you guys both would give the match five stars, and Meltzer did not fuck up. Yeah. No, yeah, Meltzer's right. It is five stars. Meltzer's right. Sure. And, but you know, see, Mel- Meltzer has a thing, and that's why he would have given that flair or that funk Lawler match five stars too, because he likes those fucking whacked out crazy ass brawls more, more than anything. Like you notice, like a lot of his matches are like just crazy bloody matches. Like what's that NXT match that he gives five stars every time. It's happened a couple times. It's like a multi-man match. The iron survivor that never got a five star. No, no, no. It's an NXT match that, um, the, the the it's the one where the, the the North American title somebody wanted in there is like a is it a ladder match or something? They, they had like, a seven way ladder match. They got a five they've done it more than once too. The match yeah. I'm talking about, they've done more than once. It might be that, and he gave it five stars every time. Like one, I think did Johnny Gargano win one of those? No, no. But that those those kind of matches, he's just all always real big in those for whatever reason. And like he says. And, and, you know, when he's telling the truth, you know, like, I rank these matches for me. This is what I think about them. This doesn't have to be what you think about them. This is what I like. And that is what he likes. But then sometimes it's just, who's my friend? Who's not my friend? There's nobody, in the, there's no way in the world that you can tell me that Kenny Omega has nine or ten or fucking however many five-star matches and Kurt Angle doesn't yeah. have one. Yeah. And Kurt Angle doesn't have one. I think that's why he gets so much shit is the Kurt Angle thing. Oh, yeah. And then he tries to defend it. Well, 4.75 is pretty much five. Well, then why not give him five? Yeah, that's the thing that always bothers me, how he can't explain what the, the point two five is. Yeah. Like, he did what, that with you know uh, Sean and Triple H, too, which was a brawl just like this. And it's because it's Sean. It's not he because like that match is exactly what he likes in a match. You're talking about Sean's yeah. comeback match? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, your whole thing about this is how he likes matches. It is. Right. But he hates so, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> if anything, that has to be an eight and Triple H as well. And that's that, yeah. that, that's an eight-star match under his, you know, if you take his actual scale and go by things that he's scored in the past. It wasn't in the Tokyo Dome, so it'd be Oh, yeah. Well, no, it'd be, it'd be a dozen <laughs> stars, I think. <laughs> Baker's dozen, 13. Give him an extra one. But, yeah, so that was our first well, actually, second, second, first match that second we're going to re- on the, the no name pod, on the no name, <laughs> the, the the podcast, podcast no yet name. to be named, <laughs> and um, maybe it never will be. Maybe it'll always be the whole damn enchilada presents the podcast that is yet to be named. <laughs> but if you guys can come up with a cool name to add to that, now, I like the whole damn enchilada presents things. I want to keep it the same brand. Because I, I had your good for nothing brother draw me up another logo that's very similar to this. I showed you the work in progress, and I, I think that's pretty cool. And if we ever like start getting merch, which um, let's see if we got got something. I got got, got this guy, got this. Hell yeah! Fucking big ass beer mug. Got this this hat. <laughs> so I got a friend of mine that's working on some stuff like that for me. Let's see, is this my uh, idiot brother? No, it's not. We need to move to somewhere warmer. This is my wife. We need money for something like that. It's I was going to say, how many idiot brothers? Yeah, what brother? Did you have? <laughs> His idiot brother, not my idiot brother. My oh, man. Oh, 
I said, my new brother, no, no. Text on the grave over here. I got, I got a couple brothers left. I just don't talk to either one of them. Right, one, thinks, right. one thinks he's Jesus, and I wish one was with Jesus. And the one I actually <laughs> like is so flaky, it's hard to talk to. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, his idiot brother. Oh. Or, you know. I'll yeah. idiot brother. Yeah. So he's working on that for me. And then, so I would have that and then the kind of play off of this. Plus, I think this are going to be on the same feed. So if you're subscribing to the whole Damn Angelata podcast, you will probably get this in the same feed unless I create a separate channel for it. But that takes effort and time, of which I have very little. So, and then I think like it'll cost me more money to put it out this way, and I'm already losing money on all these things. So, <laughs> when I was trying to get Aaron to do this, I said, you know, we're really growing on this podcast. I went from um, a, a, a negative gross of twenty dollars to about a negative gross of a thousand dollars. What the hell are you spending? Oh, microphones, the computer, the giant TV's oh, part of it. Right. Oh, um, the giant TV is a part of it. Well, that's what it's for. It's to review the movies and write it off on your taxes. I, I can, and I, that, right? if I if I ever file my taxes again, I will. I haven't filed taxes in three years. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell the IRS. Though. Don't tell the IRS. You better hope we never make it big. Yeah, they'll figure it out. You know, maybe I go to jail. Maybe that'll be a blessing in disguise. I don't know. Get a couple get a couple of months off of fucking life. Yeah, I think you go to like a good prison. You go to like I, right? Don't I go to that. like yeah, fancy prison when you You can play tennis and stuff. <laughs> oh man. Like Wesley Snipes wasn't in real prison. There's no, no, no hell no. No, it's it's about white collar crimes, man. The cook lady did the same thing, didn't she? Yeah. There's no way Martha Stewart was in prison. No, we, don't, she wasn't a real we don't have any uh, outros. We just have our uh, our felonious <laughs> acts in real life. <laughs> so if you make it to the end, don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Like, I don't know. Um, I got this lawsuit that's going on. If I win this lawsuit, I'll pay the IRS. If I don't, then I won't. Hey, well, man, if I would have cheated them for all, all, like everybody else did with all this fake unemployment and PPP loans and all this bullshit, no, they I'd have the money you. to pay them. What's that? So they would have came out. They're coming after all those people. No, they're hard. Who are yeah, we doing? hired a ton more agents to do it. Yeah, they, they did that. They're going to get some of them. They're not going to get all of them. They're coming after a lot of them. Yeah, hey, your luck, buddy. You, they're getting yeah, you. I'll I'll be the one, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'd definitely be the one because I have a real job that they can garnish wages from. But these ones that were having fake jobs and I did hair and all this shit, they ain't going to do nothing to them. Because you start babysitting kids. Yeah, it'll cost them more money to put them in jail than it would be. To, yeah. <laughs> but who knows? So... Anyway, so like, share the video, if it is a video, if it's not, I don't know, we might just have this on the audio form, not sure yet. Like, subscribe, share, comment. I like a whole haircut review. and stuff going on here, you just gotta cut off yeah, my hair, video. You got your haircut yeah, fancy? Yeah. You, had, you had a hat on last week, we couldn't... I know, right? Because right? so, yeah, I had my hair was gross, it was too long, so I got a haircut, I got a beard trimmed up and stuff, and he's just did gonna you, take you, no you video. Did somebody to trim it? I always do. I'm not doing it myself. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I fucked mine up. Mine's like half yeah. the length now because like I did a little cut this way to get rid of some of the scraggly hair and then like this way and then I made this one was too short and I had to keep going back and forth. And 
now it's like here, it was down to here. Yeah, see, that's what I'm afraid of. I don't want to do that. Oh, yeah, you're it doesn't like, yeah, you get a get the tattoo, <laughs> a beard tattoo. <laughs> no, a tattoo like your dad. Yeah, your oh, no, I'm not doing that. How did uh, least painful uh, tattoo I ever had, by the way. We can we can either do, I mean, we can do this after the pod if you want, but how, how did that come about? Why, why did I get the tattoo? Yeah, like, like why'd you get it inside your head? Uh, Phil and Somo has the same tattoo there. Oh, all right. And I, I just always – I always wanted it, and I just – I um, I never – I don't know. I just never acted. I was always afraid it was going to hurt like a son of a bitch. And when I went there, I was like, do you guys got, like, numbing cream? And they fucking called me a little girl, basically. They're like, Dude, what the fuck? Like, we don't do that bullshit. Wow. And I was like – well, then, and at that point, I couldn't like say no. To, I couldn't back out because oh, yeah, you know, I really looked like a bitch. But it was literally the least painful tattoo I ever had. I'm gonna get something on the other side too because I want it to match up and stuff. But that's like later. But the the beauty of it though is if you get sick of it, you just grow your hair out, and then you don't have yeah. to, you know, yeah. you kind of get rid of it for a while. And since I got like really awesome good hair that I'm never going bald, that's cool. No, that is never. Crazy, never going That's bald. one of the reasons why I decided to grow the beard because I was always afraid that if I did go bald, I'd look like a cancer patient because I yeah you need the beard if you go bald to, yeah. yeah I mean you look like a cancer patient or or a skinhead and I didn't want to look like either yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went you know I was like I gotta try to grow some facial hair just in case I grow go bald but um no my my hair's pretty solid I think it's a it's a thing your hair looks like it's pretty good. So I think Mine? Be good. Oh, yeah, it's not you. No, it's not. It's like all the way back here. You started <laughs> with this fucked up hairline with the fucking yeah. widow's peak and the thing back here. You look yeah, like a three go well. hairline you were born. But yeah, our, our I do what like, I can, all right? I got to work with what I got. Yeah. <laughs> so, my, my, my grandfather was like 100 years old. He had a full head of hair when he died. He's not biologically related, so I don't. we don't get that. that that's not where it comes from. I don't know. My, my dad, he had pretty good hair, my biological, but you're supposed to get it from your mom's side of the family. And my mom's side of the family, everybody's bald. Like Uncle Les and everybody. So I don't know. But I got good hair now. So I don't know. Before we ramble too long and I have to try to cut shit out. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody wants to hear this long ass rant about our fucking hairlines and whatnot. <laughs> we go for about an hour. We'll probably do this for about an hour. But like I said, like, subscribe, share. Give us ideas of matches to talk about. We want to stick to the five star matches or just any match rated by Dave Meltzer because there's some four star matches that should have been five stars. And then another thing I want to do is um, I want to do uh, the PWI matches of the year. And then I want to keep a track of this. Like this being the second first match. So we're going to ignore the first one from the pilot episode that isn't airing. And then like next week, whatever you do, we're going to say after we rank it, is it better than this one? And ultimately we're going to come to the best match of all time. Like a spreadsheet deal? No, no, it's right here. All right. Then we're going to lose it. I only, need, <laughs> I, only, I only need to remember the last one. And the, the best one, you know, like, all right, so for instance, this match right now is the best match of all time because it's the only one we did because yep, the other right. one didn't happen. Yep. It was a fever dream. Yep. So next week we're going to do – name a match. Name a throw, – throw a match out there. Anything. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> there you go. I won't do that. But if we did do that, we'd rank that match, and that match would not be better than this one. So the, the next week after that – It was a good match. It was good. It should have main evented night one. 
So we'll, good we'll, we'll discuss it. And if it comes to that, then, you know, whatever it is. But then the week after, whichever match was the best one would be the only one we need to remember. It might be better. Make sense? All right. So, for instance, say it is better. I'll give you a bit of it So, next week we do the show, which we're not going to do that match. Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. Which match is better? And then you'll say Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, and he'll say the same thing, and I'll disagree and go on record. But nevertheless, since it's a majority rules thing, the next yeah. week, the next week we'll compare that match to whatever match we're doing. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, it makes perfect yeah. sense. So I don't need to write them all down. I mean, if yeah, you want to go through the archives and say, well, what ranking did we give this match on fucking February 3rd, 19... 19- or 2025, you can't go back in time. The time drive one show. Kind of, we, don't, <laughs> we don't have the technology to go back in time quite yet. So we can't do anything yeah, on February 3rd, 1970, anything. But Before yeah. we finish this, Jess, did you give it five stars? or, or yeah. Less? Yep. Five. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely five stars. And, and we're not doing six stars and seven stars. It's It's one through five. <laughs> We're not making numbers up like fucking Meltzer. But nevertheless, I'm going to end this recording before number. it keeps going on, <laughs> and then we can chit chat after I hit the end recording button. But anyway, like, subscribe to the channel. Um, check out the the whole damn answer lot of live Thursdays, 7, where we talk horror movies. And uh, this will come out whenever it comes out. And then when it comes out, it'll continue to come out on that day at that time. Once I figure out what day and what time that is, and maybe by then it'll have a name. But we will see you next probably week. Not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I might just that might be the name. We'll see. But we are out of here. I don't have a cool little sign-off thing. I don't have like like Ryan does the there goes the neighborhood thing. I gotta we gotta come up with something like that. Like you guys maybe come up with that. I got this. You big dildo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll do.